0: Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Apologist. We're your host, Chandler and Lauren. Oh my gosh, I hate that so much. <laughs> uh, I just hate, me. it just sounds like we're on, like, I don't know, morning television or something. Okay, you know what, we have not been able to figure out a decent intro, and so excuse me for experimenting. Yeah, you're excused. No problem. Thank you. Okay, where do we find you on this fine Tuesday morning? We are recording the day before, everyone. We left, you know, we left this up till the final hour. What's the, like, proverb or the story in the Bible about, like, leaving, like, the bridegroom with the oil? Do you remember this? I do. Like, there's a device or something. Like, they're They're lanterns or they're... I feel like there's just some sort of, like, Christmas precautionary it's tale about it's not about christmas oil <laughs> it actually has nothing to do with christmas but i know what you're talking about it's like um like there's some sort of device that they would put their oil in that's what i the word that i feel like it's I'm like a say. lamp their bridegroom oh, I mean, I'm, what, the bridegroom what i think the the oil runs out and the, lo- the light is lost the, before well, christmas I, the 10 virgins <laughs> So their lamps, yes. The ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom, five of them were mm. foolish. Um, wow, this is it's like, like no pun intended, but it just feels kind of dark. Like ten virgins, nothing. I know what what's up with like the Bible being so fixated on whether a girl's you know like got it on or not. It just seems like a little obsessive. Yeah. Well, welcome to the Old Testament, baby. I think I'm going to start calling Kagan my bridegroom. Is he virginal? D- Does it qualify if you live in sin? Absolutely not. No, 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 no. You cannot do that. Okay, um, okay, living in okay. sin, something I am not doing right now. Just want to make that abundantly clear. All right. Let's let's ha- let's hear the flex about how you ha- you have your own place in New York. Come on. We're all ready for it. Okay. Um, well, before I get into my flex, I would just like to take a second to apologize I feel like I take up an obscene amount of airtime talking about my lodgings and or my love life.
1: So I'm sorry.
0: I am self-aware about this fact, but I also have no plans to stop. Um, What what else do you have in your life to talk about? Right. And honestly, that's kind of my brand. Like I'm self-aware, but I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing um i'm boring but i know it no i'm just kidding it's not boring okay. people love this okay kind of content. what do you want to talk about what What are you going to bring to the table today no i'm just going to bring up like additional minutiae about my wedding and that everyone Perfect. has already tried to ups- right. unsubscribe from everyone's already heard like you know bridezilla like nightmares a million times over and it's just you're just going to add to the noise so, yeah exactly but here for it okay so i'll give you the rundown i mm-hmm. landed saturday morning everyone okay. saw in the stories i took a red eye and it got delayed What everyone didn't see was that after takeoff, soon after takeoff, I accidentally took too much Dramamine. (laughs) I usually take one, but like I was kind of disoriented and just super tired. And so I kind of thought the the dosage says one to two. So I was like, oh, I probably take two. But I actually know I always take one. Um, This mistake ended up being the best decision I've ever made. I was basically comatose within minutes and I remained that way until midday the next day and I got to take a great nap. Sorry if I'm putting you to sleep with this story, but basically I think this is like a life hack um, that you should just like take a little bit too much dream. I mean, so that you can like, when you get to your new place, you can be groggy enough to nap to then, you know, like help with the jet lag. Finally okay. feel refreshed. And then you can go walk outside, get an $8 iced coffee and really feel like right. a, a city slicker. Ben doesn't like let me get coffee when I get there. If I when I take the red eye, he's well, he doesn't he lets me, but he'll be like, "Should you drink coffee or should you take a nap?" And I never am able to nap, but I was able to nap this time. Um, he also was nice enough to pick me up from the airport, which was huge. Um, does he have a car in the city? Yes, yes, he has a car. Wow, that's very yeah. classy. It's very classy. Who has a nice. car in New York? I know, right? Um, can I tell, tell you ben also does. about something sweet that he did for me too when I got there? Please please let's get to something interesting he had like a little welcome care package for me stop it yeah it like it was very cute it like had a little a few little gifts and it also consisted of like things that I'd left at his apartment over like my last few visits but isn't that so nice that's really sweet wow I know. Wow! What a guy! Oh my gosh! To be in the honeymoon phase again—that is truly delightful. That sounds truly amazing. I'm not just—I'm not just saying this. I don't think I'm like—I'm don't think I'm just in the honeymoon phase. Like I think he's actually just. Oh, you think this is the permanent? I just think the permanent lifestyle state of being. I—I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to be showered with gifts at all times, but. He is just actually pretty close to perfect, but whatever. I'm not going to bore everyone with that. You're like, this isn't the honeymoon phase. My boyfriend's just better than yours. I mean,
1: I just, he's (laughs)
0: just, he's just, I'm not saying he's better than yours. Okay. I'm just saying he's, you know, always surprising me with how thoughtful he is. So that was very cute. Um, It's very, very sweet. So, okay. But I got to my apartment. It's truly very nice. And I feel really spoiled. It's like. You know, a massive apartment for and for you know in New York terms. Um, and are and, you living and, like Taylor Swift in some like thirteen million dollar flat? Fifty yeah. million? I don't know how much I'm flat not costs. living like Taylor Swift by any means. Um, okay, let's not. I could because mm-hmm. my look. I'm not in the. I'm not you know in West Village. I'm a um, mere stone's throw from Applebee's in Times Square. So, okay. you know, there's, there's some trade-offs, but it's it's great and I like I live in a really safe like building which I think is actually going to be game-changing for me because even though know, I don't really like to sleep uh like I I've never lived alone before so I'm living alone. I don't know, I should probably should I be like talking about all this on the podcast? I don't but, think anyone's going to track you down. Well, don't you know. flatter yourself. Okay. <laughs> but I live in like a really safe building with like a doorman and everything, which is great. So you know, now that you're finally out of San Francisco, Chandler, I want to let you know that you don't have to sleep with a taser anymore right next to your to your bed, you know, on the pillow in <sighs> case in case someone climbs in through your window. The, as you know, which I wouldn't I've be lit- surprised. I literally thought like <sighs> 5 nights a month i thought someone was like rattling my window trying to get in like the, the mental toll of that like what is that 5 days a month and there's 12 months in a year like that's 6 year narcissism that's 60 days of thinking i'm being uh, thinking i'm on the verge of you know homicide of being they murdered can- Okay, newsflash! They can in your old apartment. They could see your like sixty dollar Zara tops from twenty sixteen. They all knew uh, in your clothing rack, your exposed clothing rack. They all knew there was nothing to get in the window to get. No, oh no, no, no! They're not trying to get my clothes. They're trying to get at my body. <laughs> okay, so um, the, the true narcissism is exposed. Like you know. Uh, you know what? I am not going to make a comment because you know what—the juice is worth the squeeze with that one, baby. I've seen you in a bikini; you're looking good. <laughs> the you're juice is worth good. the squeeze. Uh, okay, so well, anyway, so no, literally. Um, now I'm in a really safe location, so you know, ne'er do we- ne'er do wells, beware. Um, <laughs> ne'er do wells, beware. <laughs> okay, so the night I got in, we went to this like. Cute birthday party, rooftop vibes. Everyone probably saw my story. Um, the other embarrassing thing about my story is that uh I've been wearing that dress in like my last four Instagram posts. Like that I've looked Oh, cute that in. is embarrassing. Yeah, I the know, Target one. The Target one. I've like Ooh, the I shade. That. The I, was, shade. I, was, I was like, the last four times I've posted a good picture of myself on Instagram, either on my story or on my feed, it's been in that damn dress. Yeah. So another, like, apology and, you know, function of my self-awareness. It's honestly – okay, so it's just – it's really tricky, but you have to strategize as a woman in terms of, like,
1: varying
0: your outfits when Mm -hmm. you're going to be looking really good and getting photos. Right. Because, okay, can you imagine the, like, the cold, cold world you would live in if you had two excellent selfies in the same – outfit i mean this isn't even a reality i'd wish on you know no. my worst enemy i mean all my ne'er-do-wells i wouldn't wish it on them either no no so you gotta you gotta ditch that dress honestly no i can't it's the thing is, is that it's so comfortable like i need a few... so you're gonna vow to look ugly every time you wear it <sighs> that way you're not tempted to take oh, yeah. a selfie
1: i think i'm gonna take the very
0: day i'm gonna re- retire it for the next three weeks and then i'll reevaluate okay I think that's gonna, a healthy decision. Yeah. Um, speaking of fashion, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Were you mm-hmm. going to say something? Well, I was going to say when I was a freshman in high school, I, I don't know if I've told this story on the pod before, but I had three shirts from Express that were all silk. And one was turquoise, one was black. i sure it was, was not like real silk. It was beige. not real silk. Fake whatever. It was oh, like, silk. whatever. You know, that's- Express. Yeah, 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 it. whatever. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not, this is not a flex. This is a self-deprecating, embarrassing story. Okay. Just making sure. Um yeah. Um, don't kick a gal when she's already about to be down. Um, okay. Then I had tweed pants, but they were in various, like various shades of taupe. Like one was light brown, one was like lighter brown, and one was like mid-tone brown. Like, they, like I thought they clearly Ugh. looked like distinctly different, even though they mm-hmm. were the same cut, they were literally mm-hmm. the same pants. Right. However, apparently, um, no, they were not. They looked like the exact same pair of pants. And then I had kitten heels. Okay. I Whoa. thought this was a very smart look. I thought me and my silk blouse and my tweed like little pants and in my kitten heels. Hold I on. I looked very... What eighth grader says this was a very smart look? You look, we ninth work at a bank. I was a freshman in high school. Okay. Ninth grade, grade whatever. High school. You work at a bank. You have like a 100%. bank teller like mindset.
1: It's a very smart 100%. look. Oh,
0: oh, oh, oh. Like I look like I'm the type of person who will one day enjoy like happy hour at Applebee's every Friday night after I get off my okay. bank telling shift. Watch okay? it. Watch it. It's my local it's- neighborhood spot. <laughs> um, I, any, so at one point I was talking with my friend Isabella, my dear friend Isabella. And she said to me, "She said, "Oh, yeah, someone was talking about you." And I was like, "Oh, really?" Uh-oh. She was like, "Yeah, well, I was telling them a story about you." And they said, "Oh, Lauren, is that the blonde girl who wears the same pants every day?" <laughs> she was at my house that And this was like her moment of intervention. That is to tell him, yeah, honestly, some mercy shown on her part to relay this information to you. We all need that friend in your life who will Mm. come to your house when you're in the eight, when you're a freshman in high school and remove, remove the pants that all look the same. So you are forced to vary your outfits. So you don't live in shame for the rest of your life. Right. Um, Which I I guess I already do. Um, But anyway. Yeah, she deserves a medal of bravery or whatever that is true friendship. And it was pretty, it's pretty mortifying looking back. I mean, so many fashion choices, but I will say I, I, the way I soothe my soul at night, mm-hmm. the way I can even look myself in the mirror. Are you about is to bring that... up your senior superlative right now? No, I'm, no, I'm not. Oh my gosh. Thanks for ringing it up though. I, I guess I did really redeem myself. I did was, I was found best dressed. <laughs> Okay, and I won best hair too, but they couldn't give so both oh, categories. Oh, fuck off! <laughs> I, that is a true story. Okay, um, and no, it was not rigged. It was a hundred percent, hundred percent authentic uh, result. Anyway, well, okay, if we're just you know spewing accolades right now, I also won best dress oh, in eighth grade, and eighth grade, and I won most spirited <laughs> my senior year, which is a highly coveted medal.
1: It's most It is
0: so embarrassing. It's so most, tragic. Like most school cheer. It's like, oh man, you really tried hard. Like no, it's- Pride in your mascot it's, or whatever. It's horrendous, okay? I can't talk about it. Well, anyway, I will say that I, I, I soothe myself at night about my eighth grade or ninth grade looks because um, I remember how badly Courtney used to dress in high school. And if there's anyone who has risen like a phoenix from the ashes of terrible style- It's Courtney, and she's doing well these days, and I think people do consider her to be well-dressed. Wait. Did she dress poorly in high school? I don't remember. I remember. I don't remember. Okay, do you remember remember the white tank tops over the Victoria's Secret bras? That was the style. I feel like she was actually, that's pretty, that's like early 2000s, like chic. I feel like for her time, Um, she was was still a trendsetter. The band t-shirts and seven jeans. Okay um where yeah. she would scro- where she would stitch in the lyrics on a band t-shirt that's pretty embarrassing okay okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay not to okay. fully roast our older sister but i think did you she know- win any superlatives just wondering. I'm only interested in dating people who are so. Oh, because. <laughs> are being associated dating. with. Ben actually won Best Eyes. So that's like be- most spirited is dating oh, Best Eyes, no. which is freaking. Oh. My boyfriend's tragic. Yours. <laughs> Um I mean, Kagan has beautiful eyes. Let him know that. He does. This really? What color are they? They're greenish blue. <laughs> <cobra>. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, you should know that I've never been disrespectful to your boyfriend because I've never admi- admired his eyes before. I hope you never look at him in the eye because that would be disrespectful. Oh would be, I know I know that you always look at men with come hither eyes. That's that's um, a word of caution to Ben. Wow, keep uh, her on a tight leash, <laughs> tight with come hither eyes. Yeah, Lauren, I will never. Oh, okay, yeah. blessed, blessed be the fruit. I'll never, I'll never look at him in the eyes. <laughs> We honestly should get you some wings. That's like the only way you you wouldn't oh be considered a, a slut with those eyes, If I come with to stay those with shy me. glances at the baristas. If, if I come to stay with you, Puerto Rico, that's will why, you make me wear one? <laughs> that's why Ben doesn't let you get coffee. He doesn't want you like you know giving seductive glances to baristas oh in front of him. I do not. I do not have come hither. It's Very eyes, emasculating. Okay? Uh, well, I'm sorry. You have ben, very for emasculating you. You have very large eyes in a very, like, beautiful way, um, very model-esque, and I think that they always seem like you're inviting people to the bedroom. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Inviting people, multiple, to the bedroom. Yeah. Okay, well, it's It's true. Time for me to reevaluate. Frequently had the thought, Chandler, it would be illegal. (laughs) What is it called in him ha- you just said it? What is it called in Handmaids? Wings? What is it called the Wings things? Wings? Yeah. We'll get I'll get one of those just to, you know, out of respect for my boyfriend. Yeah, please. Out of out of this respect for your patriarchal owner, soon to be, or maybe someday. Patriarchal uh, okay. owner? <laughs> I mean that's like I'm talking Gilead language, you know, if you're right, gonna have wings right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to change Ben's contact to that really quick. Potential patriarchal owner. I'm going to start calling you of Ben. Of Ben. Um, oh of, my gosh. Of <laughs> <off> Ben. <laughs> All right. Off Ben. Yeah. Let's continue uh, with the and, podcast. And, 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 like, of Benjamin. Of Benjamin. Okay. Off, I think off Ben. Off Ben. Off Ben. Off, off ben. ben. It does sound like- um, Off Ben. Off Alfred. Because
1: mm-hmm.
0: it sounds like off Glenn. Right. I wanted to, to – I actually have been meaning to tell you about an experience I had recently. Okay. Okay. Um, and I've been saving this for the pod because I've realized that Ben and Kagan are opposites in like a, in a specific funny way. All right? Okay. It's in regards to footwear. Mm. Basically, a few weeks ago, uh, Ben made a comment that has haunted me every day since – uh, okay. We're like getting ready to go somewhere. And I can't fully remember exactly how it happened. But I think I asked him about what shoes I should wear. And this actually is perfect, given your Isabella story. Uh, he very, very, very gently replied. And he said, okay. you wear those covers a lot. And I I reeled. The record scratched. <laughs> I, little did I know that my my affinity for stylish low, you know underrated and un- underscored um you know sensible low top converse like i didn't know that that wasn't okay and i kagan obviously loves you in a converse and you know in a mm-hmm. in a sensible shoe like that
1: mm-hmm. and
0: since this moment we've had a lot of dialogues okay about shoes uh, we were at, when we were at the you party and ben. ben and I, yeah, when we were at the party the other night I said, you know, tell me what shoes here you would like to see me in, if not <laughs> show me the footwear you'd like, and he pointed Wait, were you wearing Converse with that dress? I don't really have a lot of shoes right now in New York that's something I'm working on, yes, I was okay, I was wearing mm, That's not a good look. He actually, I was wearing like it was cute, okay, I was wearing like, it's you know, Lauren it's something called street style you know, I don't <laughs> always look smart That. <laughs> Um, Okay, excuse me. I didn't realize you were in Copenhagen (laughs) on the Sartorialist. But basically, he pointed to a lady wearing a mule, okay? Like a a mule shoe, flat heel, okay? And this is not the shoe that I envisioned for myself, frankly. And this whole thing triggered me because... Oh, here we go again. Millennials getting triggered. I'm I'm triggered because... It reminded me of like when he said you wear those comforters a lot. It just frankly, frankly took me back to the time where everyone in our family had an intervention about me wearing, you know, me trying to cut back on my graphic tees. Mm. So you're going to talk about the time when we tried to tell you to stop wearing such short shorts, but continue. Okay, cool. Any other? Any other? Doctor <laughs> <talk> memory. <laughs> so no, I mean, it, only in the dead of winter it seemed a little inappropriate. But continue. What? What can I say? Uh, I actually recently did get rid of those periwinkle shorts that I know you remember. Oh, <laughs> I know that everyone, every man uh, in, at BYU freshman year 2014 remembers. I'm sure every worker at Smith's in Provo also <laughs> re- remembers distinctly after they but... had their eyes burned out. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyways. Can I talk to you about a product that you love, that Courtney loves, and that I love? Please. Early Bird CBD Gummies They ship to all 50 states, everybody. You got to try it. Earlybirdcbd.com. Lauren, the wall behind you, it's quite barren. What's going on there? (laughs) You know what? I find getting things framed to be very stressful. And so I've just never done it. I don't basically have anything framed in my home. And it's sad for me. It's very sad, which is why we are so lucky to be sponsored by Framebridge right now. Cute frames, beautiful, sleek, modern, so you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a lay person like yourself. Everyone, see why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's FrameBridge.com. Okay, I need to talk to you guys about something presentations. You all know that building a presentation is a daunting task especially if design doesn't come naturally. Presenting is much more nuanced than throwing together bullet points and charts. Part of the challenge is making the experience memorable for an audience. So making presentations wasn't something I enjoyed or felt confident doing. I mean, it was enough work already just to get the important pieces of information together, and then having to figure out how to lay them out in a beautifully designed way. It's insult to injury. Now that I have Canva Pro, creating and sharing presentations is easier than ever. I love how eye-catching the designs are. It truly makes it seem like it was professionally put together. Also, you can edit on your phone, you can edit on your computer, on a tablet. I love how no matter what device I'm on, I can get on Canva Pro and just easily edit my presentation. The feature I enjoy most for the presentations are the templates. There's so many incredible templates, so I don't have to start from scratch when I'm creating a presentation. Wow your audience with Canva Pro, the easiest way to create presentations. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial. Just go to canva.me pop45 to get your free 45-day extended trial. That's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash pop45, canva.me pop45. This, th- I do just think that maybe Ben and Kagan are opposites because Kagan wants you to be more, more in beach wear and Ben would like to see me in more professional lady wear. And I've since ordered- That's really,
1: the,
0: you know, you rock collection. I, I ordered, there are some cute like flats. Basically, it's not that he only wants to see me in mules, it's that our conversation is like, you know, we need to find a shoe that's like closed toed because it's kind of gross to wear open toed shoes in New York, but something that's also cool enough for the summer. So this has led to a a mule type situation. Open toed shoes are gross in New York. I mean, you're walking it, everywhere. I mean, in the subway, I, I think it's kind of gross. Mm, yeah, yeah, and it's I like get that. if I can't wear, I guess I could wear a flat, but it's also like your feet are hot. I don't know. I'm in a conundrum yeah. about shoes. I truly think that since COVID, I've stopped caring about footwear, and also be, since I've stopped having a car, like the minute I had to walk everywhere, I was just like, okay, well, I'm dressing for comfort, not for style. Right, right, right. So did you, you ordered the H&M Brock Collection mules? Yeah, I ordered the black flats and I'm maybe going to order the, the blue ones too. The mules, mules are like very in. There's nothing, there's nothing like dowdy or lame about mules. No, no, not Lauren. I, I mean, depending on the mules. So you're, but if you're a sympathizer? You and Ben are on the same page in this regard? Hmm? I think that the high top converse look on you is super cute, but maybe a little overdone. I think it might be here Good we to go. switch it up. Well, so you guys have been in cahoots. This has been a coordinated effort. Okay. I didn't think he was going to phrase it to you that way when we rehearsed, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm glad he got the message across. Right. Yeah, loud and clear. Someone had to say it. Right. Okay. All right. All right. Well, anyways, the the shoes have been ordered and I'll report back. Yeah, report back. Like, Um, so we're not in the honeymoon stage. You know, we're having conversations about footwear. That is... it's funny because I do feel like uh I probably make plenty of comments about his clothing to him but the minute he makes one to me I'm like oh you've got opinions oh you think about this it's just like such a double standard yeah I mean I mean I yeah do you comment on to Kagan's clothing like do you ask Kagan Like, do you say like, oh, you shouldn't wear that or what are you going to do? Like, what's your haircut situation? He just knows at this point that if we're going to dinner, I would like him to be in pants and that I think Mm -hmm. that men in general should never wear shorts. I truly believe that. Serena Jordan Um, strikes again. (laughs) I I really actually believe that men should never wear shorts. I don't care if they're mowing the lawn. They should be in like a please, a dignified pair of pants. Okay. Um, It's a dignity issue. I find the San Clemente, Orange County board short and like rip curl sandals look to be truly an offense to like my irises, to my corneas, to my retinas. I mean, what other anatomical feature of the eye can I bring up? It's a spectrum. I just find it. Shorts are a spectrum. Like, I don't think, I think board shorts are atrocious. If you're wearing board shorts and you're not like, you know, waist deep in a pool, get out of like my life. It's the board short or the cargo short with the sandals vibe oh, that makes me want to blow my brains out. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Okay. I don't. I don't mind shorts as long as they're not with a sandal. Shorts and a sandal are an absolute no-fly zone for me. No, absolutely not. And honestly, that's where what, K- what Kagan wears ninety percent of the time is yeah. shorts and sandals. Um, and so I would like him to be in closed toed shoes, not mules either. <laughs> full, full coverage, please. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and full pants. And I would like him to be in a button down. Okay. Um, and then when we go out to a very nice meal, my new request is going to be a more of a dressed up look so that I can be more dressed up. Beautiful. Um, okay. And and yeah, I mean, he I mean, abides it's... by my preferences whenever it's appropriate. But the problem is, is now living in Puerto Rico. It's virtually never appropriate. Right, and right. he's always, you know, completely justified wearing his swim trunk
1: sandal it aesthetic because i guess he hot. is going
0: to the beach it is very hot yes it's quite there. it's but it's quite warm and he's also um you know he's literally going kite surfing so i guess it's it's unrealistic for me to expect him to wear pants to that But i don't know he needs I to could rise. i would he needs to rise to the occasion you know you're wearing a domerice bailey look he needs to you know, know. rise to the occasion well, that's my feeling is it's like, okay, I've, I've tried so many times to refashion my entire aesthetic and look to fit his dream girl vibe, you know, vision. And part of me is like, he's 80% of the time in clothing that I feel like is pretty whatever. I mean, I say that and I'm like, it sweats all day. Um, so I should just be able to embrace like, you know, the pristine, tuck everlasting, like virginal, you know puritan. There she goes like, again. Look. Virginal. I really want to look like a completely untouched flower for that's uh, my, that is, an, that is why. Spare us. That is us. When dressing or I want it to be. Ugh, spare us your virtuous metaphors. Okay. Just please. Like let's, let's aim to only have one of them next episode. <laughs> I mean, I'll do what I can, but you know, let your light so shine Chandler. That's Serena all I have to joy. say. Serena joy. Oh wait. Serena joy. The light's out. I forgot. Okay. <laughs> um. okay. <gasps> That's rich. Okay. Let's talk about another woman whose light has been dimmed. Mm-hmm. Britney Spears Chandler. Yeah. Did you listen to the full audio? I did. I can't stop thinking about the audio recordings. Mm-hmm. I think we are used to like hearing Britney's voice from her Instagram, like from her dance videos or her from her more disparate captions, frankly. But Mm -hmm. the Britney that we heard on that, like, leaked audio was completely different. And to me, that really just, like, spoke volumes about what is actually going on. And Mm -hmm. obviously, everyone knows, like, we don't need to restate how awful the situation is because everyone's, like, aware. Right. But what what, what I can't shake, honestly, is just the range alone, really, and how much her life is controlled. Like that has just Mm -hmm. never, never ceased to shock me after I like heard that she can't ride alone in a car with her boyfriend and she can't even make decisions about her own reproductive rights because she has an IUD in her against her will. Is an IUD something you can't just take out yourself? Oh, no, 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 no. It is like, it's, it's like you have to use a special tool because it's like, it's in your um, uterus or it's like, I don't know, it's cervix Mm -hmm. or something. Like it's i basically the the opening so a professional to, needs to remove it yeah the opening to that region of your nether regions if you will uh i should know where it is in my body but i don't uh is mm-hmm. like basically like the size of like a pea like it's very very tiny and if you use a special tool to like insert it and then to retrieve I it i always thought an iud was like a reverse diva cup like it's just like oh in gosh. there but reverse <laughs> okay well someone needs to go back to sex ed because it's not. It's like a little tiny. And, Mom didn't and, let well, me go in the sixth grade, and I'm still feeling yeah, the effects. Really, um, I know our little Serena Joy. Uh, but basically, you can feel the strings, like because there are strings that hang down, and those are like to help you know if it's in position. But you cannot pull it out. That would be like, oh. All right. Bad. All right. I didn't know. I don't know. I didn't know. Well, it's just the, um, the idea of it gives me pain. Mm-hmm. I heard that she really wants a baby girl. And that's Aww. like, what's devastating. And she's like Aww. 39 at this point, you know? know so she know. has only has like very little time left.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: guess she could have a baby with a surrogate at some point. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like the reproductive rights are is absolutely crazy. It's right. so horrible. It's truly horrible. Truly, truly horrific. You know, I would say in the audio recording, she sounded a tiny bit off to me, but I think it was probably just because she was nervous and she probably is a tiny bit off. Like, she probably right. is, you know, like, after prob- after being drugged up for so long, I can't imagine that her brain is just that of a completely healthy, normal adult. Absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean, um, her Instagram presence is extremely wild. Chaotic. And yeah. this was not bad at all. This was a pretty right. gathered moment. Right. Right. Absolutely. It's just interesting how like power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Like it's like even like so much money has corrupted her entire family against her. So you know that brings me to my other point that I wanted to talk to you about is, did you see Jamie Lynn's like comment this week? I did. Yes. And I just, I'm sorry. It was, you know, I, maybe I'm totally off, but I also like, I've got five sisters. I've got I've got my sister relationships. Like if your sister was really in tune with you or like your true ally, like would this have been going on for this long? Like maybe there did need to be some sort of conservatorship 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago. Maybe things really were out of whack and like someone needed to like be, you know, in charge of everything. But like Mm -hmm. if your sister was actually, I don't know, yeah, in tune with you or, you know, really did know what what was going on, and was your ally in it? Like, would this have gone on for as long as it as it has? Well, my feeling is like, she's she, so she basically says in the video, she's like, I um, didn't say anything because I felt like it was my sister's place to say something. Oh, really? Because you know your sister couldn't make a public statement hey, about this, hey. has no access to any of her social yep. media, is completely controlled. She's completely so silenced. You would think that if she was under this tyrannical conservatorship and Jamie Lynn actually wanted to help her... She could use her voice and say, "Absolutely, everyone, let's free Britney because she doesn't want to have my father as her conservator anymore, and, and she's, you know, very unhappy." Also, who would know? Who would who would know better how much of a tyrant her dad would be? Other like other than Jamie Lynn, you know, like right. nobody would understand that evil more or her mom. I also, don't even know. Like, ugh. why would why would Brittany say that she wanted to sue her family if really it was just her dad? And then maybe her mom. Wouldn't she say her right. parents? Yeah. Like, right. also when Jamie Lynn said that um, she had nothing to lose her gain based on the, like, you know what, no matter what happens, she literally is the trustee of
1: Britney's yeah. $600 yeah. million, dollar, right.
0: um, like, Ugh. fortune. So anyway, it's just horrible. And unfortunately, apparently, like from everything I'm reading online, it's not just like this one and done thing. I was thinking, like, okay, they're just going to let her out of this conservatorship. Clearly, she can think for herself, talk for herself. She's fine. Apparently, like, it's a long, long road to have a conservatorship. Conservatorship. Conservatorship really? end. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So I don't, so know, I don't right. have a lot of faith. Ugh. Well, if anything, Ugh, I hope this. I do hope that this whole entire. Uh, you know, moment where she was able to speak does give a lot more momentum and validity to the Free Britney movement, which I think people have just seen as kind of like a pop culture joke, but I hope it does like validate it and give it more momentum. I hope so too. I hope so too. Um, Speaking of other controversial, you know, figures, things that are going on, need your thoughts on Erica Jane. Can we discuss? I don't think we discussed since last episode. Right. So... I watched the episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills where it's finally discussed, you know, and everyone pointed out. So Erica says, "I let go of my sixteen thousand square foot mansion, my Lamborghini, my marriage," and everyone pointed out like the atrociousness of her putting the material things first, mm-hmm. like how that clearly revealed what would, what mattered to her most. Right. So these, so, so I get that. Obviously, I think that's a take everyone's heard. Here's my take on this, though. I personally feel like the most hilarious thing to me was how she made, she made moving out of Tom's house sound like she was about to go into like a women's shelter or like, you know, she was about to like climb into one of the bunk beds with like Gina's kids from Real Housewives of Orange County. Like she was literally about to go into a four house. Her and Travis just bunking up. Totally. Instead, she's in a $2.2 million super cute LA bungalow. I mean, it's not perfectly updated, but it's a very charming little house. Like it's Spanish pavers and a gorgeous living room with huge arched windows and tons of natural light. It's a cute home in Beverly Hills. Pool. I mean, this is a perfect pad for a divorcee to be, okay? Like this is a perfect pad for a divorcee to be. Also, she went from a Lambo to a Range Rover. Like we don't need to feel so – like I think it's just so funny that she wasn't self-aware at all right. about the fact that she's still living like a very nice life compared right. to virtually everyone, you know? Right, right, right. It's a million-dollar home in Beverly Hills. It's not really like – 2.2 2 million. Yeah. It's not a townhome in Mission Viejo and it certainly like does not feel sad in any way. and. Frankly, I I also, I'm like, I get like, maybe she didn't have the most incredible marriage of all time. I mean, I'm not going to like, I wouldn't, I think it would also feel disingenuous if she like was sobbing about how much she's going to miss Tom. Like that connection never seemed to be there. But I frankly feel like Erica Jane is heartless. Like I think she's, she's basically maybe evil. This is my hot take. Everyone can hate on me for it. But like watching her long enough on, long, you know long enough on the show and you kind of saw that like her mo was like wealth and money and it was gross and garish even when it came from like proper sources and channels like she talked talking about the planes or flying her whole glam squad to Asia like she she was a certain degree of I will say unapologetic or she didn't even try to downplay any of her extravagance frankly. Um, which well, is okay. a crime, which uh, in my opinion, it's not a crime, but it's like, I, I didn't see a lot of redeeming qualities in Erica Jane, to be quite honest with you. Mm-hmm. So obviously present day Erica does not surprise me. I think that really was like everything she valued, you know, she was right. willing to forego an actual relationship. I mean, I, this is kind of never talked about, but I mean, her son was like little this when is, uh, she uh, yeah. went to live with Tom. Like she was like in her late twenties when she went to be with Tom, and like her mm-hmm. son was a child. And you know, I think that we're so used to men like leaving their children in our society, and like we kind of just like I don't know. Like I, I like it. I think it's interesting that it's never really talked about the fact that you know she basically like you know chose to chose to lead a rich lifestyle than live and, near her son and i do wonder like what was what was going on in the in behind the scenes uh terms because like was her husband insisted that the there's or sorry her uh i don't think it was her husband i think like the the guy she had her kid with like was he insistent that the that the her son stay on the east coast like was tom just like not really interested in having more kids like does tom have any kids oh. I mean, I think it was very, very clear, especially with the editing um, in last episode, that Erica was an accessory in Tom's life. And she was an ornament Mm -hmm. to basically be propped up and taken out. She was a show pony, but she was not seen as like a full-fledged human being. So no, she could. It, it was not a deal where she could bring her kid into right, the, but, into the mansion, which is also interesting. Like, why wouldn't he have a prenup? Or why wouldn't there be a little bit more forethought, like before he, you know, married that's her? That's interesting. Yeah, um, maybe he just thought I'm so, you know, incredibly powerful that I can do whatever right. I want. Totally. That no judge is going to rule against me mm-hmm. if I get divorced. Totally, that's a, probably exactly it. He was like an untouchable lawyer, and I that part of the documentary was crazy. When the when one of the victims' moms was like, "We can't go to the police chief, the chief of police. We can't go to the uh, DA. We can't go to the attorney general." Like. Um, Mm because they were all Tom's friends, but back to Erica, I think her PR, either her PR team sucks or she's just totally incompetent of like recognizing what to do in this moment. Like, in my opinion, she needs to move back to the Midwest to, quote, be with family during this difficult time, end quote, and hunker down. Like, I know she has to film, but I just, I don't, I don't, uh, she should at least move back there when she's not filming. I mean... Also, another note about the house, in the listing for the house, uh, the toilet and the bathtub are both in some sort of dark ceramic-looking material. That is truly horrifying, and I guess I do sort of feel bad for her in that one regard. <laughs> um. Okay. I think that you're assuming that she still has, like, some sort of amazing relationship with her family and know, her like, you know, s- roots back in Indiana or wherever she's Even from. It- like, I don't think so. I don't think it's, like, moving back into you know her childhood bedroom i, I don't think that I that's think, the case i think she's she doesn't have a life to go back to anywhere else i think she should have like made one up because i don't think staying in la is like gonna help her case at all that's what i would do I if she was... probably has to stay in la because the case is in la and that's probably where all the depositions even are if she could just, and that's where back everything and that's where her job is
1: i love, love that you're curious... like she
0: has to move back to the midwest this she is knows. like this funniest take i've ever heard it is. It's, I think it's true. She's lived that's there like, for like 30 years, but she's got to be back. <laughs> she's got to get back in touch with her roots. Maybe she writes like a, a more acoustic album about this transition. Like maybe. Maybe like, that's what my PR firm would advise her to do in, at this time. Okay. So she moves back to the country and maybe mm-hmm. she writes like a collection of poem, like in the tradition of Jewel. Remember sure, Jewel's poetry totally. collection? Something humble, a humble album. I have to look this up. Okay. Chandler, it's called A Night Without Armor. Have you ever heard th- about this book? No. This I- poetry collection? I haven't. Uh, can, I, can I read you one of the poems? Please. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, are you listening? Are you here? I'm here. I'm listening. Okay. Okay. So Jewel wrote, wrote a poem called Sausages, which appeared in her in, in her collection, I Simple. forget the name again. Humble. A Night Without Armor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A Night Without Okay. So Erica Jane, we need you to move back to the Midwest. We need you to write a, you know, an adjacent collection to A Night Without Armor by right. Jewel. Mm-hmm. And here's some inspiration, Erica, for your new writing, Erica, for your writing, for your poems. Okay, Sausages by Jewel. While leaving the airport, <laughs> a gypsy woman stole my luggage. She wore rice <laughs> she she wore a rice paper mask over her eyes. A mole showed neatly on her chin, hairless. Oh. She, mm-hmm. she laughed while she laughed while sausages fell from her pockets in heavy shivers.
1: Huh.
0: Not, not as appetizing <laughs> as I was anticipating. I hope she misses them surely. No, sorely. I hope she wow. misses them sorely yeah erica wow i think ej global should be reframed as ej regional Mm -hmm.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and and i think yes a a collection of robust humble poems could do her some good (laughs) absolutely especially about like you know people like transient people gypsies 'er ne'er doodles yeah Yes, exactly. Uh, you know, just Uber she, drivers. She needs to basically there needs to be like an Erica Jane global ex-nomad land, sort like some sort of collab between those two worlds. Mm-hmm. And I think like that would help her help the jury, help the judge feel a lot of sympathy for her. Could Frances McDorman it... give Erica Jane lessons and how to be more like humble? <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Okay, so two alternate realities that Erica mm-hmm. Jane could enter into. If she finds herself not, you know, not easily adapting to the life of ink and quill. I right. recommend that she either A, moves into a van and starts shitting in a bucket and working at an Amazon warehouse, mm-hmm. all of Francis mm-hmm. McDormand in Nomadland. Mm-hmm. Land. I mm-hmm. think that would really, um, that first of all, it would be very interesting to watch on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Definitely. Second of all, I think that it would really garner her some sympathy um, right. from more people. Let's say that she doesn't exactly have the constitution for van shitting. I would recommend that Erica move in with the former president Bush and what? paint pastoral landscapes. Definitely. Did you know that that's what also that's still, what president Bush does these yes, days? That's that screams rich though. I think we got to, we got to, I, I, you can't come work for my PR firm yet because I don't think your head's in the right spot, but this is on the right track. Let's just, we got to work on your plan a little bit. We got to workshop. Okay, fine. Small diminutive home. In Appalachia, th- painting th- oil landscapes. I don't think that painting is going to show that she's suffering mentally because of the crimes that she's committed. I think it needs to be something more, uh, I don't know, something more where she's toiling away. So you think that literally, I mean, okay, what's more she needs to suffer? She needs to suffer. So she needs to work into an Amazon warehouse. She needs to work for Jeff Bezos in an Amazon warehouse. That's, yeah, she, that's like the she, only path your she, PR firm is giving her. She needs or maybe she needs to get some sort of, you know, manual labor job. Maybe she works at a general <laughs> store. And she does, you know, like, like inventory there. Like Julia Roberts in Runaway Brice. Yes, exactly. She works at like the general she works store. works at a hardware store. She needs to work at a hardware store. And then she gets to fall in love with Richard Gere. In his prime, mm, I no, mean, no, no, no. I think your PR firm is letting her off the hook. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Oh. The have I ever talked about the Runaway Bride trailer on this podcast? Uh, no, it's a gorgeous trailer though. I've seen it. It's a gorgeous trailer. It's basically like pornography to me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you why. Um, there's this moment in the trailer where she's like, she's like, uh, they're in the country at night, and Richard Gere looks at her, and he's like, "Don't you just want a man?" who who just will wake you up at night just to hear what you'll say just dying to hear oh, just another word come and, out of your mouth oh, what song is playing, and then, playing it too go, sorry go on oh, i forget it's so good no well, i just want can i just find it can i just play it really quick yeah, yeah just hold play on. It. okay and then I'll, I'll tell the listeners what they're about to hear and then there's a and then it cuts to another scene where Julia Roberts says you know when she was talking about why she ran away from her previous wedding she was said when she was walking down the aisle, I was walking towards someone who didn't even know me. But you, you knew the real me or you know the real me. And that's romantic. Oh, it's seriously yeah. like my, why don't, it should just be on Pornhub. Like right. that is how hot this trailer is to me. Like and just honestly, a, a woman known by a man in like a weathered, like brown bomber jacket. But that salt and her oh. hair. Oh, cold, my god! Hold place for the music. Lauren, as we made our descent into New York, you know, from our beloved Guana Island trip, mm. I got excited thinking about coming home to like my more simple routine food, like my mm. Clean Simple Eats protein powder. Strangely, tastes really good like chocolate milk. It's a super fast, easy, quick snack. Also, I just love that the ingredients are clean, they're grass-fed. It's 20 grams of protein for 110 calories. It is just the best protein powder out there. Everyone, go to cleansimpleeats.com and use the promo code pop apologist for 10% off. That's pop apologists for 10% off. Cleansimbleeats.com, pop apologist for 10% off.
1: Just trying to make me run You want a man to wake oh. up I don't She's just burst the throat you. Can't wait another minute Just to find out what he'll say I She got to you too When I was walking down the aisle I was walking towards somebody Who had no idea Who I really was But you You knew The real me and that's romantic. I mean,
0: it's it's, <sighs> it's Sting. It's honestly, I don't know if it's Sting. I don't know if it's Richard Gear. I- I'm lost in this haze. Kate gets <laughs> never woken me up in the middle of the night just to hear what I'd say. Okay, right, and that's something that needs to change before we I'm walk like down the aisle. Ben has, um, but just he's kidding. woken you up in the middle of the night just to hear something you'll say. No, absolutely not. If someone likes me in the middle of the night, I'm basically just gonna like probably let out a few expletives. Um uh, I that's mean, what they're yeah. gonna be treated to. I guess last night I like shifted and I almost and I woke him up as he, and he just said I was right about to fall asleep. That's all I got alright <laughs> you <laughs> All right, y'all. Can we talk about Spade and Sparrows for a second? Chandler's and my favorite wine brand. It's absolutely delicious. You know me, you know that before tucking into a long episode of Real Housewives, I like to pour myself a glass of Pinot Grigio. You know what? It's turtle time, it's appropriate. And what better wine to do it with than Spade and Sparrows? I love Spade and Sparrows because Every single varietal is actually delicious. I know no matter what I'm getting, the rosé, the Cab sauv, whatever it is, it's going to be delightful. Second of all, looks gorgeous on my counter. It's a perfect wine to bring to a party and seem stylish and cool, okay? We all know that's important to me. Um, it definitely is not chuggy. It doesn't make me seem in any way like uh, an elder millennial. It makes me seem really cool. Maybe even people think I'm Gen Z if I'm carrying it i love spade and sparrows wine it's delicious and i also love that it's a wine made for women by women i just absolutely love supporting female-run businesses and female entrepreneurs and it's made by caitlin bristow the amazing podcast host and personality from the bachelorette so I'm a huge fan. Spade and Sparrows is available in select liquor stores across Canada, as well as select Walmarts in California. It's also available online at spadeandsparrows.com. Enter code POP15 at checkout to receive 15% off your first purchase. You guys, I love it. You got to get some. Anyway, that trailer, you guys, it'll really... Stir sure you? It really slaps. It hits. Mm-hmm. It hits sure real does. real good. Hits different, man. Okay. Okay, Chandler, another segment on this podcast we wanted to bring up um, latest and greatest. Yeah. Things that we're loving right now. You guys, it's a new segment. Hopefully, you're not going to hate it as much as you hated songs that stir us. Right, hopefully, we're not <laughs> polarizing as songs that stir us, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, latest and greatest is going to be, you know, maybe weekly, maybe bi weekly which is not twice a week, you guys, it's every other week. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was confusing to me for a long time as well. Mm -hmm. Um, We are going to be talking about the things in our life, generally products or inventions, whatever, that we are loving. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe new routines. Maybe it's, you know, whatever it is. It's just some, the newest, greatest things that we're loving. Right. Um, Okay. So I'm going to go first because I'm going to go first. I just want to... I just want to say that I have to tell you. I know I've talked about it on the Patreon, but my walking pad, my treadmill that goes under my desk, is by far the biggest miracle of one of the great miracles of my life. Wow. Like I went from being basically sedentary. Like w- getting in a decent amount of cardio and movement is very difficult when you work from home. Yeah, and have nowhere to be. Yeah, like yeah. I could take eighty steps in a whole day, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Um. And it's just like going for a walk. First of all, the sun exposure. Second of all, it's just a big commitment. Third of all, you have to deal with like, you know, the elements and people. Mm -hmm. Anyway, being able to just pound out like uh, five miles before 10 a.m. Like it's nothing. Right. Like it's nothing. Like it's so easy. I can online shop, listen to music. It flies by. I do 80 minutes a day always, no matter what. And it's just phenomenal. So you guys, if you work from home, I think it'd be annoying in an office for people, but if you work from Absolutely. home, you have to get a standing desk and you have to get a walking pad. I mean, okay. it's probably a thousand bucks for all of it, but it's a business expense and trust me, you will, it's, it's fabulous. I mean, it's fabulous. Okay. Worth every penny. Wow. Okay. Great. exciting next thing in my life Thank you. The next thing in my life that I'm very obsessed with is I have a new spreadsheet that I created um, and it tracks all of these like little goals I have. So I have like things that I want to do every day, but I never have any sort of impetus or motivation to really do them. Like I do want to be a person who meditates. I want to be a person who cleans for an hour a day. I want to track like how much I'm walking on my walking pad. Mm -hmm. Just like all this flossing, all the stuff I need to do Right. But sometimes it's hard for me to really have the self control and the oh. stamina to actually do it. Sorry, I'm asleep. <laughs> Just kidding. I now have a spreadsheet where it says every day I put in if I did it or not, and then I have it's like a dashboard where it gives me my score for each thing for the week. Um, and then I have an overall score for the week. And so I actually like, like, it's so motivating for me to know, like, okay, if I don't meditate today, I can't put it in my spreadsheet, like in my tracker that I have to put a zero there. Anyway, it's hugely, hugely motivating. It tracks everything in my life. Um, like, you know, I need to take my vitamins. I need to do all these things that are just like extraneous tasks in my brain And I think eventually I'll be a person who does those every day. Well, my new spreadsheet and my new method of accountability and tracking and, you know, having a little scorecard for every week, like a dashboard, it has truly actually made me a person. Like I've meditated for the past four days. I have, you know, lifted weights every day. I've done my walking. I've taken my vitamins. I've flossed. I've cooked a, a meal for Kagan. I've walked for, or I've cleaned for an hour. Like it's really working anyway. Um... Okay. I think I can maybe get on board with that spreadsheet. It does seem like something that would be right up my alley as well. It does also feel like something I would do for three days and then completely stop. But sounds like you've uh you've made good progress. So I'm sorry. We'll see, I made fun. Yeah, we'll see if I'm still tracking next week. Okay, okay. Stay tuned. Okay. Well, my latest and greatest are a bit less admirable, I'll be honest, or a little bit less uh, you know, focused on optimization. A little mm. bit more focused on uh, let's just say buying more shit from Amazon. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, okay. First thing are these silk scrunchies that are very cheap, and you get like a pack of them, and they're very cute, and they're. I just, I they do come with a little bit of a smell, like an industrial smell. So I do wash them first, but then you have like these darling silk scrunchies, and I just love wearing my hair in them. So, and I bought a new pack when I got to New York. So you know these are these are a must-have. I would say. It's a must-have one at my house. Yeah, and it's genuinely very. You love cute. it, right? It's super cute. Uh, okay, another thing you can buy on Amazon to support Jeff Bezos and big business is give Erica Jane something to get at the right. warehouse um, <laughs> hydration multipliers. Lauren, you saw me down these when I was in Puerto Rico. They've now become a staple of my everyday life. I love them. I am able to drink so much more water if I drink one of these every day. It's because it's like crystal light. It makes the water taste better. No, totally. That's what you like it, them. No, a thousand percent. I like. I love some flavoring in my water. Absolutely. I'm. I'm here for. I will be honest with everyone. I love some flavoring in my water. I will drink much more water if there is some flavor to it. I don't like water that's too cold or too watery. One could say. <laughs> I I love hydration multipliers as well. Although I'm dealing with like chronic now stomach issues, like I feel like whoa I'm dealing with like stomach aches pretty frequently. All of a sudden, and I don't know why, and I'm wondering if it's because I'm like using too many hydration multipliers. How many are you drinking? anyway? Like one a day. It's kind of what I've been doing. I don't. I'm not getting any stomach aches. It's probably is, totally unrelated. It's, that is strange, though. I mean, cut them out and see how it goes, um, and then I can from yeah. you uh yeah. okay something not food related that I've been loving. I watched the morning show. I don't know if everybody here watched the morning show slash uh cares about it, but I love I've been like loving it. I think really totally, loving I've been loving it like I I frankly I love just a drama that is set in present day. It's got a great cast it just the production value feels high like if those if, if you check those three boxes like there's a great chance that I'll watch it like Town. Uh, The Undoing, Morning Show. Like, I just – all of those shows for me have, like, a certain dimension of just, like, drama, high production value, and present-day scenario, like, setting. Mm -hmm. And I love Mm -hmm. it. And I think also another thing is that I've been kind of counting out Apple TV Plus shows. For some reason, they didn't really occur to me that they, like – there was this whole other world of great TV on Apple TV Plus. So, listeners, if you have any other great shows uh, that are on Apple TV Plus that you've enjoyed, please send them my way. Um, I will tell you, I, I got through all of Mayor, Mayor of Easttown. Yeah. Um, it was slow for me most of the whole way.
1: Okay. It was a tough one. It was watch. a little
0: slow. It was a little slow, but I loved it. I, I did like it. I did like it. It was definitely, it was a good watch. I honestly felt like it was very confusing. Like there were so many characters. Yeah. Did you feel yeah. this way at all? Yeah. And it was, was it a lot confusing. of them looked the same. So yeah. I'd be like, is that... Is that the the friend from high school or is that yeah. the dead girl? It was right. it was always oh, kind of confusing. Wow. That's it was actually two <laughs> very different characters, but okay. No, I know, but uh, oh no, the the friend from high school and the daughter. I kept kind of getting them mixed up. The um, the, anyway, this, like middle aged woman and then her daughter Siobhan. <laughs> no. no, 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 The like Siobhan and then the the friend who helped destroy the journals. Ah, okay. So two different teenagers. You were getting confused. Um, yeah, uh, that two makes sense. Teenagers. Okay, I do think I have like early onset dementia because I gener I I Lauren, Don't say that. Faces. Our shareholders are listening. Please do not talk about that I, on the podcast. I honestly really do think I have it because I frequently cannot recognize people like in shows, and I feel like I just faces are hard for me. Okay. Anyway, great. Another thing that like go a well. lot of like a lot of like piddling just like average looking white dudes all look the same if they have the same color hair like oh my gosh keeping track in that show of like who the the preacher was versus like her detective friend Mm -hmm. like i don't know it was just it was tricky okay well i needed a, a key right yeah okay sorry sorry about your troubles Okay, loving your energy levels today. Um, Love you so much. (laughs) I I think that we should probably bid a two. We can sign off. This is why we can't watch The Bachelor. Because we have such low energy levels? No, 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 because of not being able to keep track of white dudes. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's something of – no, I think it's more about, like, Midwest aesthetics. Like, very, like – there's something about dressed-down, generic-looking men that makes them all blend together for me you can't recognize people who aren't in mules that's kind of what's going on i think basically if you're if you don't have like bare ankles showing and you're not like pimping out yourself on instagram you might as well be john doe to me right yeah all right okay Okay. well Well, thank you team love you love you too it's been great later bye bye